episode 37 of the Cop Talk Podcast. We are once again back on the air. I'm going to totally blame Mark. Um, he's uh, the, usually the person that's easiest to blame. Uh, joined tonight by Mark. How's it going? Hello. And uh, I got I got to say the last show was very very boring um, when I listened to it, probably because it? I wasn't on it. But oh. a- anyway, I, I mean we got rave reviews about it. <laughs> That's why we haven't been on for a month, right? Right. Actually, we had to give everybody a break because the show was so awesome. <laughs> and then uh, that, uh, yeah, yeah. that awesomeness was brought to you by Jim and myself. And I don't remember. Ed, were you there? Yeah, I popped in halfway. Oh, yeah. Sort of like tonight. Like, kind of halfway like here tonight. Yeah. yeah. Ed, explain yeah. why it sounds like you're talking out of a can. Well, because I'm in a can, basically an aluminum Toyota can, driving down the roadway here with lightning and thunder. In a, you're not talking flight. on the cell phone while you're driving, are you? Because that's, that's, le- that's legal law. there. Well, in Arizona, we're free people here. We can talk on cell phones. We can text. We can do all kinds of things. We can carry guns on our sides. It's America here. It's wow. not like California where the penalizing all the law-abiding folks so like collect a buck or two. <laughs> Why don't you tell us how you really feel? Okay, don't get them. Don't get them started this early in the show, or we won't get a word in edgewise. And, and we're uh, also joined by I don't know what was the other guy's name that's part of this. You I mean, Mister Mister Awesome, my partner for the last show, Jim. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> so, what what are we going to talk about today? Because you know we've been off for like three months because of Mark. So oh, yeah. yeah, Mark, 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 Mark. And then you did send all the stories tonight, so I think all of us can just hang up and you can talk for like an hour and we'll be done. Well, I could start with uh, this one is actually down by Ed, oh. the story that's in the news. And, you know, I, I used to call Ed and his wife would always say that he was at church. Mm. And so I'd have to keep calling back and keep calling back. And then I uh, read the article Hang on. It's and you coming found, up here. And you found it out? I found out why Ed was in church all the time. Mm. And, yeah. Uh, and you know the link you sent me to the the link you sent me to that story doesn't work, Brent, so so much for your show notes. Anyway, there's a church there's a uh, brothel down there that's posing it seems to work as, for me. There's the <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard about that one the Phoenix Goddess Temple. Ed, does that ring a bell? Well, uh, they did all the fancy things there. They did, they, you know, yeah. took massages the whole nine yards. Yeah, every time I called, Ed's wife said, he's at church today. And, uh, you know, I always thought Ed was a religious person until I saw this story and I realized why he was at church every day. But uh, it was a church posing as a brothel. It was right down by you, wasn't it? Yeah, it's pretty close. Over I'm pretty sure he ran it. What's the name of it again? <laughs> Jim's Church of Christ, I think. What, what's the address? <laughs> I haven't been to church in a long time. Well, this one would I'm make you see the light. I'm just stuck by lightning. Oh, gosh. You know, all the ideas this guy gets. Hit me with lightning. So, so did they actually bust this place or what? After the cops landed, the was all the action. I heard yeah. it was all Asians. Now, now apparently Ed is driving along with the window open. No, it's just heavy rain hit my windshield. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. So Ed, when uh, stop. <laughs> so stop Ed, when raining. you got your court date? <laughs> when's your court date for that? When's your court date for that church thing? Uh, it's uh, it's like in uh, December sometime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, it goes to show you that kind of stuff to be operating. I mean, you, you hear massage parlors that are uh, getting busted, but a church, that's uh man in the news thing. I guess there's a link that Brent could put up, but um, they, they've got some actually very attractive women being let out of there. Well, that's enough to make you go. That's enough to make you go religious. I'm gonna have to check yeah, that I, out later. I guess. Uh, I guess when they shut that place down, you ain't gonna be getting none. <laughs> Get it? None. Get it? I wonder what they did for communion. <laughs> There's actually comedians. We are not. Really? You didn't get the here, none part. <laughs> hey, here's here's why we out. Yeah, none. <laughs> now I get it. Wow. Sorry, a little slow tonight. Holy smokes. Yeah, this is why we have job security. A uh, Western why? Pennsylvania because jewelry we're all store. Slow? What? Ah, Holy smokes. You okay, Ed? Yeah, I'm okay. Can you park under like an overpass or something? No, I don't know. Why don't you pull over to the side of the road and stop and do the show? Was your ice chest empty now? So you're in a hurry to get home? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, actually, I just got to be bringing my amp, my amp soda, whatever that thing is. Got me all amped up. Here's why we have job security. A western Pennsylvania jewelry store owner says a man charged with burglarizing the shop called and offered to help solve the case after the owner offered a reward. Police have since charged 28-year-old Emil Pratt Jr. with burglarizing the gold mine jewelers in Sharon, about 60 miles northwest of Pittsburgh. He tells the Herald newspaper that he announced a reward a day after the burglary, and Pratt called, claiming to have heard glass breaking when the alarm sounded at 2.45 a.m. and said he would try to help in any way to catch the thief. They charged him after tracing some of the 100 items stolen in the burglary to stores and pawn shops where he allegedly sold them. So I mean, the guy the guy burglarizes someplace, and then he calls for the reward, saying he could help solve the crime. That's awesome. Did he turn himself in? Uh, no, he got busted. Actually, oh, that's not fair. Uh, let's I mean, he's see. so he's so helpful. I don't know why they would do that to him. Sounds like he needs to go to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, th this one doesn't really have to do with law enforcement, but weird news. I, I just had to bring this one in. Of course. A New York man is suing White Castle. Everybody knows that. The restaurants that make hamburgers. Uh, claiming the booth in one of its hamburger restaurants or the booths in one of its hamburger restaurants are too small. He filed a federal lawsuit that he, he was embarrassed in 2009 when he tried squeezing a six-foot, 290-pound frame into the seating at a White Castle restaurant in New York. He says he slammed his knee into a metal post under the table and he was in pain. The lawsuit Man. claims the restaurant cannot accommodate a customer of his statue in violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. I'm really sorry, but if you're that large, should you really be going to White Castle to get burgers? Uh, the bigger question is, is that that is in the table like I did. Okay. That's not even that big of a guy, though, is it? Yeah, 290 no. not that big. Mark's 290. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Six what? Six nine? Six? No, what? I, I don't know. What's it's in your show notes, Brent? You should have those memorized. Oh, don't don't make me come over there. Two hundred ninety pounds. I mean, two ninety. Heck, I'm not. I mean, that's doesn't seem that big to me. 
It doesn't so, seem that big, but maybe he's got a legitimate lawsuit there. Or maybe it's another stupid, frivolous lawsuit that yeah, we see know, every day. It, it, if he wins that, he's going to be going into donut shops and uh, just about every restaurant there is and trying to squeeze under the table. Well, we wouldn't want him to push you out of the donut shop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a funny one there, Brent. <laughs> hey, here's another one. Here's another one uh, that's in the news. An off-duty Chicago police officer dressed up as a clown for a Southside fundraiser shot and killed a teen who held him a gunpoint after the event. The officer who was assigned to the Near North Police District was in his clown outfit for a fundraiser for a daycare business. The event, attended by a group of 50 children, was near West 87th and South Damon Avenue. At 10.10 p.m. after the event ended... The officer went to his car and a teen approached him asking for money. When the officer said he had no money, the teen pulled a gun on him. During a struggle with the teen, the officer grabbed a hold of the gun, opened fire, and killed him. The officer sustained minor injuries according to a release from News Affairs. A weapon was recovered from the scene. So that that's pretty interesting. So the kid got his ass kicked by a clown. That's pretty good. Yeah, I... I I could see how, how that went down. Something kind of like, uh... Man, this is a what the heck are you doing? <laughs> Sounds like death. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you make that up all by yourself? All by myself. Wow. I wonder why you never listen to my show notes. I was busy making my own show notes. Busy making little <laughs> things like that. Oh hey, God. here's one Jim can relate to. Jim used to work in the jails. He He's probably got a little spin on this one. Jail. Here we go. Jail inmate. Lack of porn violates U.S. Constitution. That is true. A Michigan jail inmate says he's being subjected to cruel and unusual punishment because he can't have pornography. In a handwritten lawsuit, 21-year-old Kyle Richard... No, no pun intended. No. Or emphasized in, in the speaking of. Civil rights are being violated at the Macomb County Jail. He says denying his request for erotic materials subjects him to a poor standard of living and sexual and sensory deprivation. The Michigan yeah, now Department he's got a loiter in the shower. Tells the, the Detroit News that prisons allow some pornographic material, though it's banned at the jail. The American Civil Liberties Union says prisoners have a lot of leeway. He was charged with bank robbery after police followed a trail of snowy footprints and dropped money to his apartment from a bank robbery scene in January. Hmm. Wow. So he's suing, saying that uh, his civil rights are being violated because he, he can't get porn in the jail. I, I missed the first part of that. Was that the inmate filing it or a deputy? No. <laughs> no, the inmate. Actually, if he just goes in the shower and drops a bar of soap, he'll probably get all the porn that he wants. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, so that's uh, well. I mean, you talk about lawsuits that are a waste of, of time. That's that's amazing. That's not a waste of time if you're that dude. 
I, I like that one better than the restaurant one. Well, what are they supposed to do? Like uh, give them uh, inflatable dolls in, in jail and stuff? Well, and you can give them porno mags, right? I wouldn't want my roommate in jail, though. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> hey, what was this la guy's last name? Wanker? I didn't Hooker. hear the first part of it. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> uh, next. Um, here's another one why we have job security. Didn't expect to lose fingers, says man who shot off wart. Oh, uh, bedeviled by a painful wart that no cream, ointment, or doctor could cure, Sean Murphy reportedly decided to try a radical and permanent at-home procedure. His surgical tool was a 12-gauge Beretta shotgun. Oh, God. I mean, I could see trying to make it with a hand, <laughs> but... In a move that seems fitting Wild West rather than modern England, the security guard... Oh, he's a security guard. Oh. ...fortified himself with a healthy dose of local anesthetic in lager form, stretched out his left hand, aimed, and pulled the trigger. Unfortunately for Murphy, the blast had collateral damage. It blew nearly the entire middle finger on his left hand and left the 30-year-old facing possible prison time for legal possession of a firearm. Oh, that's With nice. just a stump... To show for his efforts, he appeared in court and was handed a suspended 16-week prison sentence and 100 hours of community service. I'm happy with that, Murphy said of the sentence. I know I could have gone to jail for up to 15 years for a firearm offense. My solicitor did a very good job defending the at-home surgery. Murphy's lawyer, Richard Hay, told The Telegraph that Murphy had been a victim of his own stupidity when domestic pressures got to him. Uh, the best, <laughs> the best thing pressures. is that the, the wart is gone. <laughs> and my finger. Okay. And there's no porn in jail. Well, he won't get worse than that finger anymore for doing what he's doing with it. <laughs> oh, he says he found the gun under a hedge. Of course he did. That's where I find my guns. Uh, he says that the beer wasn't to blame for his, the shot taking off more of his finger than he intended. He blamed it on the weapon's recoil. Yeah, I'm thinking that's not a precision surgery, surgery you know, whatever. Surgical, uh, yeah, procedure. That's it, surgical device. You should have used a 410 shotgun through the tool cage. Or maybe a 22, it's a wart. Yeah, how about a pellet gun? Yeah, or maybe go to the dermatologist. Yeah, yeah but that'd a be a little bad, yeah. I don't think I my... Yeah. I beg to differ with a guy, but I think the beer had something to do with him aiming a shotgun at his hand. I doubt it. Really? Uh, you think? <laughs> hey, this one's a little older, but you guys probably heard this. The uh, the Gumby robbery dude. You hear about that? No. Oh, you got to post the link. It's funny. They actually show him I actually going post to the all door. these links. Do you look at our site? No, not too okay, often. Okay, just checking. Millions of people have been following the story about the guy in San Diego who allegedly attempted to rob a convenience store dressed as a Gumby costume. I'm sorry, but when you watch the story, there's no allegedly about it. He stumbles in to the store in a Gumby costume. And uh, we say he, he just had problems. He couldn't get his hand out of his pockets. <laughs> he just, and the 7 Eleven. I don't think the Gumby thing has pockets. The 7 Eleven. Dude thought it was a joke and wouldn't give him any money, and he stumbles out. But yeah, we got the video of it. You, you got to uh, post the video, Brent. It, it, it's hilarious. 
it doesn't make for a quick getaway because if anybody knows what Gumby looks like, you know, the big square legs and all that other stuff. I would assume he can't run very fast. Yeah, I could see Dispatch putting that description out. Yeah. They did. It was hilarious. The guy Dispatch in a Gumby did. outfit. But what was it? The, the guy originally, uh, when he called it into Dispatch, he said the guy was in a different costume because he didn't know what Gumby really looked like. Uh, would that be the purple dinosaur? Yeah. What, oh, um, um, what is that purple dinosaur? Ask Jim. He watches it. Uh, Barney. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See? <laughs> yes. Ooh, Barney. Uh, yes. Either the that guy, or SpongeBob. Uh, they originally the called in uh, the Barney costume. Yeah, I like that they mix up Gumby and Barney. That's fantastic. I think Jim knows it because he watches uh, Barney porn. Yeah, he, I'm sure. It's uh, what do they call that? There's a fetish for that kind of thing, I think. Nuns? I, w- I wouldn't know, Brent. No, it's like furries or fuzzies or something crazy. <laughs> Jim, you should know. Research yeah, I that. Across, I came across this article today. New York police chief, double parking wife not above the law. A New Jersey police chief says no one is above the law, not even his wife. Police Chief Vincent Caruso ordered an officer to ticket his wife after she double parked while dropping off their five-year-old son at school. That's awesome. Yeah, he didn't want her to get any special treatment because of who she is. The chief paid the $54 ticket. It's not the first time for Paula uh, Caruso. Trust me. Trust the me, chief he ain't ordered... going to be getting any special treatment for a long time. The chief ordered another officer to ticket her two years ago after she forgot to move their vehicle for street cleaning. The chief told the newspaper he loves his wife and... She's very busy driving their four sons around. <laughs> Unbelievable. You imagine that? The guy, uh, yeah. yeah. Three X2, respond yeah. to my location. And then the guy gets her, go, yeah. go take that car. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, the, you know, she needs her husband. Yeah, he definitely ain't getting no special treatment. No, he's probably getting the beat like one on. Huh? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry. I said that. Oh, yeah. Scratch that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would not think about that anyway myself. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, what do we got? Ah, then the other one, some guy flashing himself at the sunroof of a car. That, that's not illegal. Jim does that all the time. Yeah, I don't know. No, the other stuff's all serious stuff, but we can, uh, we can get into that whenever we feel like it. I've talked that. enough. I got to catch my breath. Anybody else want to say something? We should something? do that now. What, what? Which one should we talk about first here? Let's talk about uh, what's the serious crime warning that's happening around us. Oh. Neither I, of the other guys have any idea what we're talking about, so it's probably just you and me. The other two guys even with us? Yeah, they're here. Well, yeah, man, well, I just don't have a person to check the uh, notes on. I'm going 75 miles an hour, southbound 17 right now. Yeah, and there's no reason not to talk on a cell phone while driving. So, oh, the one is uh, San Jose State University had another sexual assault near the the university, and I've got to look up some of my other topics here. But this one here, just again, man, just walking alone. Um, Don't do it. Actually, this one here says it was two young women. One of them was able to surprise the suspect by throwing a soda can. But this is the second one uh, near the university where young women are being attacked. And um, 
I don't know. Well, if you're walking with somebody else, there's not a whole lot more you could do taking precautions other than maybe carry pepper spray or, or something like that. Are you allowed to carry tasers in California? Uh, I think you have to get a class, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Those, not those to out, but the, uh, the ones you got to hold against the body. What do they call those? The uh, tasers also? Stun gun? Is it a stun gun or a taser? Well, a taser or shoots things out, right? Taser shoots okay, the darts. Okay, then the old stun gun thing. I think you can have a taser, though, too, right? I don't know. I don't know the rules on that. We should look that up, because I've had a few people ask me about uh, pepper spray use for citizens and taser use for citizens. And I don't know the answers to either of those. Jim does, though. Yeah, I don't. I, I know everything's. I know everything's legal in Arizona. Probably just carry a freaking. Just, just drive a tank. You're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After some of the videos I said, everybody wanted to be a tank. Yeah, I. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so don't walk. There was away. another one. A recent. Uh, there was a local robbery just recently where two suspects used a ruse to get into an elderly couple to open their door they were in their 70s and uh i don't know what kind of ruse was used but they opened their door at 1 30 in the morning and two suspects went up they tied the women up they beat the man uh viciously until he opened a safe in the house and they beat him really really bad and uh got away and it just man you know somebody knocks at my door 1 30 in the morning i'm gonna have a gun in my hand but don't open your door um, if somebody's saying, I need help, I need help, you say, that's fine, I'm calling the police right now. But do not open your door. Unless you got the people and you know that person, don't right. open your door. This was just uh, recently that this happened. This, this day and age, one thirty in the morning for anybody. I'm sure not opening Mark's door. Uh, I'd open yeah. it for some people. Would you? I mean, like, if there was a nun standing at my door <laughs> at 2 in the morning... I'd, uh, as long as she's not from in. that church in Arizona. Jim, you, you'd open the door for a clown at 1.30 in the morning. If she was hot. <laughs> God. So. I don't discriminate. Have you seen a lot of use of, you know, ruses to try to get into homes? Have people reported that to you guys? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the ones where, I mean, the old one that's always around, people knock on the door, say, oh, police department, open the door. And all of a sudden, the, you know, they open the door and it's not the police department. Most of the time that one's used is, um, you know, when people know that there's drugs in a house. And that that's the, a lot of times when there's a home invasion robbery, that's usually the underlying um, reason that somebody knows what's in that house. Mm. So... But, uh, I mean, bottom line is if somebody knocks on your door, at, you know, late at night, don't open your door, especially not knowing who it is. But, I mean, people pose, um, people pose as repair people, PG&E or, you know, gas company people, whoever that is. I mean, it's, I guess. Yeah, during the daytime, they do. But, you know, PG&E and everybody else tells you that their workers are all in uniform. They carry ID badges. And there's actually a number that you could call to verify that that person is supposed to be there. And. If you're unsure, ask the person. Say, give me a phone number to your office so I can call and verify that you're supposed to be here. I mean, if you're really paranoid about it. Right. Hey, here's the story. I got, I got to take about a, a minute and a half break here and gas up. So I'll leave Wait you a minute. Here's, here's a story Just that reminded me of you, Ed. Just Real quick, here's a story that reminds me of you. What's that? 
To get a good deal, Paul Broadman used to buy cigarettes online. Little did he know those smokes weren't the bargain they appeared to be. There's no getting out of paying state taxes simply by buying cigarettes online. Earlier this month, he received a bill for $1,398 from the State Board of Equalization for back taxes Ooh. penalties he owes for 100 cards of cigarettes he bought online from an out-of-state retailer in 2007 and 2008. Initially, he thought it was a mistake. We smoked them. We didn't resell them. I wasn't selling them on the corner. When he bought cigarettes online, he should have paid state tax plus a use tax. Wow. Uh, he says, we know that people make purchases out of state and online looking for a deal. They know they're getting away with something or they should know, said Anita Gore, spokeswoman for the State Board of Equalization. It is a law the taxes have to be made. <clears throat> he turned to the Internet because uh, cigarettes were cheaper. Let's see how they caught him. Um, under federal law, online cigarette retailers must report purchase information to state tax collectors. Some sellers submit monthly invoices, while sometimes it takes a little legal arm twisting to get the date. But uh, he found it could take years for the state to catch up. So huh. yeah, that's just, pretty just, wild. Just wait till these rules with Amazon and all that passes. You'll, oh, yeah. You'll get a big fat bill in the mail. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. I'll be right back. Guys. Hit, hit the mute button on your phone. You buying some beer at the store? Why don't we interview the clerk, see if he's ever been robbed? Is she hot? <laughs> God. Hey, I uh, guess uh, I sent you an article also. I don't know if you got it, uh, Brent, about bath salts, how people are snorting bath salts now. <laughs> They're legally sold in a lot of stores and and whatnot. <clears throat> I Let me see here. see that. I sent you that link. That We ought to put that on the site. In fact, you know, while we're at it, did you get the one uh, I sent today about the gummy bears? Yeah, did you did you not hear the part that I put all these links on the site every show? No, no, I don't, okay, I don't listen just, to your notes or your just, show. Anymore. Just check. Anyway, all the parents out there, what kids are doing now is they're, take, they're buying packs of gummy bears or the little rubber candies, um, chewy candies like that. They're putting them in a dish. They're pouring vodka over them. And overnight, the candies absorb all the vodka, and the kids are getting sick and drunk off of these gummy bears. And, you know, if you see a kid with a zippy Ziploc bag full of gummy bears, you're not thinking anything of it. But they're. Unless they They, they have vodka in them now. That's, uh, awesome. that's interesting. So, really, your, your kid could be sitting next to you eating gummy bears and getting. Exactly. Loaded. And vodka is pretty much odorless. So, uh,. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a big thing going around with kids. And the other thing is the ba uh, bath salts. They're legally sold in California under the name of bath salts, but they contain a synthetic drug that can cause hallucinations, paranoia, and violent behavior when smoke snorted or injected. And uh, there, there's actually some called eight balls, and they're just getting away with calling these synthetic drugs um, bath salts. Hmm. It's like all the illegal stuffs getting a step ahead of getting stuff banned and um of course as it has always been isn't it yeah pretty much all right so let's see here I'm sure we can i'm waiting to hear gunfire in the background from ed getting carjacked when he's at the gas station <laughs> give me your phone now you're probably going to hear the top of a beer crack here pretty pretty yeah, soon well, you can drink and drive in arizona can't you yeah sounds ed like you can do anything do there <laughs> yeah all right, so what's the deal with this warrantless cell phone search deal? So we talked about cell phone searches and cops being able to 
basically, well, we were talking about stories where people were saying that they were just having their phones taken and then looked through for no apparent good reason. And then we were saying there's no way that probably could happen based on not having some kind of warrant. And now you sent me this article about warrantless cell phone searching. Well, it's been like a, a it's been like a ping pong match. Um, initially, it was okay, then it wasn't, and then uh, I think the Supreme Court or the fe- the federal courts had ruled police officers if they feel that there's any kind of evidentiary value in that phone. Um, and the that ruling wasn't too long ago, saying that you could actually look at the phone, like if you pull over somebody who suspects dealing drugs, and you find. You know, some drugs on him or paraphernalia or something. You could look through his phone to see if there's evidence of a crime. And we've been doing that for a while where you you bust a guy that's got a scale in the car and some drugs and you go through his phone and, you know, he's got all these um, text messages um, proving that he was selling drugs and that was all admissible in court. And now the courts just recently handed down a ruling saying those phones are uh, hands off unless you have a warrant. So this thing's been going back and forth and back and forth. So the issue would be is you take that phone as, let's say you arrest him, you take it as part of his property, and then you try to get a warrant to actually get that information off the phone. That's where exactly. we stand. Whereas before, you'd be out on the street, you know, you bust the guy, you're looking at the phone, you see all the messages, and you put it into evidence. Um, or you could, you know, maybe even download some of the stuff. But now they're saying you're you're really not even supposed to look at it. But if you suspect, which most drug dealers do, have text messages on their phone, if you suspect it's got something, you take the phone, you secure it in evidence, <clears throat> and then you you get a warrant to be able to go through it and download um, whatever stuff you need. Right. Well, I guess I guess that's a semi loss for cops and. Uh... But then again, you know, I'd rather see it all be done legitimately anyway. Well, I guess we'll see what comes out in the next month because, like I said, it's been like a ping-pong match going back and forth, back and forth. You know, one one week you can, another week you can't. And, um, well, it just makes it makes our jobs even harder is trying to keep up with all the laws and how they change all over the place. Right. It's absolutely amazing. Well, I haven't heard too much from Jim, but he could probably cover this story since he uh, he used to be up in the helicopter. What does it have to do with nuns? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, flying nuns? Uh, hello, Jim, you there? <laughs> so, hey, there was that show, The Flying Nun, right? There was. Yeah. Jim was in it. Jim still watches uh, repeats of it. Boy, that's going back. I don't think any of our listeners probably know what that is, but yeah, there was a show called The Flying Nun. So now you just offend, you. so you just offended all of our listeners. That's nice. She was hot. No, it's saying she they're all young and hip, and while we're uh, we're old and uh, go way back. Uh, so hey, what, anyway, Jim, do you got your show notes in front of you? He doesn't. Um, wait for him to open up there. <laughs> Here, Brent, why don't you read it and Jim can I, I don't comment. even know what story you're talking about. Making a point about lasers. You're the one that put that on there. Oh, the latest one. So FBI just released that report that basically says, um, well, of course, I put it up, but I didn't actually read it. Uh, at the time, 24... 20- <laughs> hey, I got to be honest. I mean, it's true. So basically, well, let me ask Jim this first. Have you ever had anybody... prompts with this. Do you need me to read it? You know, I, I, I guess it used to be it used to be very common. I can just turn you off, Mark, just like a switch. 
So do it, please. I, I could, and then you could go do whatever. In, you in want answer to your question, is it's it usually kids screwing around, and what they're not expecting is for the four million dollar police helicopter to come down to about three hundred feet and illuminate their whole friggin' yard and house with a uh, fifty million candle power spotlight. And I can attest to that because I went on a ride along. I went on a ride along with Jim in the helicopter once. And it, somebody pointed a laser at the helicopter, and then I felt like I was in Top Gun movie. <laughs> Frickin' pilot did a nosedive and dive-bombed the house and lit up the, the house with a awesome. big, giant spotlight. And the guy goes running in the house, and I'm almost getting airsick. But, yeah, you could see you those lasers, too. for the dude with the, with the wet pants. So... <laughs> <laughs> You know, when you're way up in the helicopter, it's amazing how bright those lasers really are. Um, so they are distracting, I would assume. Uh, not only they're distracting, they're damaging. I mean, if if the pilot gets his eyes blinded, it's uh, you're screwed. <laughs> Especially but yeah, if you that's have aircraft, to any aircraft at all. It's a felony to do that because there's uh, there's reports of you know commercial airlines flying along, coming in for a landing, and all of a sudden the pilot gets temporarily blinded by a laser that, that hits his eyes. Yeah. I don't know if people realize how far those lasers go and how bright they actually are. And even the just the little handheld ones that, you know, they sell as pointers for meetings and stuff, um, those things go very far. Well, I can say that in researching some of those more powerful ones, that some of those are so powerful that, you know, you have to wear goggles and the whole deal or else you can go blind and they can cut through things and explode balloons and all. And those are available right online. They're illegal, but they're available. So well, the story you sent says uh, Justin Stouter was aiming a laser pointed at a distant tower from his suburban St. Louis yard one April evening in 2010 when a police helicopter appeared in his line of sight more than a mile away. At the time, he had no idea his decision to point the laser at the helicopter was a federal felony yeah. or that the beam of the light might have serious consequences for the pilot and his crew. It's equivalent to a flash of a camera if you were in a pitch black car at night, said St. Louis Metropolitan Police Officer Doug Reinholtz, the pilot on patrol that night when the uh, green handheld laser painted his cockpit. It's temporarily blinding to the, to the pilot. Uh, so this thing is punishable by 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. Man, you get out. Uh, that's worse than using uh, a helicopter. Oh yeah, yeah. Assault with a deadly weapon. You get out in less time than that. Yeah, exactly. You shoot right off the helicopter and get away with less time than a laser. Hey, dude, why are you in here? I shined up laser pointer. <laughs> Wow, in federal prison. It's, it's better than sitting in room nine saying you got your ass kicked by a clown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then if you're sitting in cell number nine, you could sue them uh, because they're not letting you have your porn inside there. That would be awesome. Yeah, the whole system's upside down on its head. Hey, well, let's just say they're going to revamp. Uh, I, I caught a snippet of it. The California Corrections Department are going to try to revamp the whole entire thing. Oh, they are starting today. Starting today, people that normally went to prison are now serving their time in county jails, which is overcrowding the county jails, so they're letting all your nonviolent drug offenders and uh, forgery suspects and everybody out early to make room for all the, the prisoners that the government dumped on us. 
Hmm. So the, the reorganization is what let the gravity take take effect and dumping them back on the street. Yeah, it was costing too much to house all the prisoners in the uh, prison, so they said, okay, it's going to be uh, farmed out to the county jails. Yeah, but they're not paying the county jails. They're going to go broke, too. Right, I would I would assume somebody's paying them for those services. Right, right. Jeez, I, w- I would assume. Yeah, but the, the county jails are saying not enough. They are getting so much per prisoner, but it doesn't cover the entire cost, so they're actually losing money on it. Yeah, there's a place I used to work for. I actually contracted with the feds to take their prisoners because it was a profitable uh, profitable deal because they had so much empty houses at one point when they opened a new jail of 3,000 pets. So, uh, yeah, so what, are, what are your guys' opinions on privatizing jails? I think they need to. So, like, like we all open up our own prison, call it, like, Club Med... And Jim's then, jail. Yeah, Jim's jail. <laughs> JJ's. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a dozen different uh, corporations that handle it already. Uh, Arizona's got a whole bunch of them run by private corporations. Really? Uh, they, make money, they make money at it. You know, so. I could imagine you could make money at it. Because you, yeah, could, you yeah. could take federal money for, for doing it. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, hey, you know. I could see the ads on the side of the highway now. JJ's no open for business. JJ's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you can really we can allow porn this as in like, you know, instead of a foster care, you know, where they're taking in kids and need places to go, you could house an inmate. They could oh. put pictures of them and you could pick which one you want and invite them over to your house to stay. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that's true. So we could we could easily do this. So Ed could find a great location in the middle of effing nowhere out in god knows where arizona he would advertise females only though he'd only want female prisoners right ed I'm sure porn would be allowed so <laughs> like a clean house yeah and, and you could literally just take all i mean just think how many people you could oh man that would be there's, got, there's got to be money to be made in that in that venture housekeeping yeah well with, with the exception of the uh, escape they had here last year and uh, the, uh, it was run by the private uh, corrections firm, and the guys went on a killing spree. That, that, that looked really bad on the uh, private corrections firm, but it could happen to uh, it was run by the state corrections. It could happen either way. It's not, it's not like it's uh, an escape is uh, something that's going to more to a privatized person than it would uh, run by the state prison. Hmm. So then there was a big argument about that, too. But the state, the, get this government in and of itself is just so wasteful, you know. It's just, uh, I, I think privatizing is one way to save money. Oh, that's really weird. So did somebody just drop out or no? Hello, everybody? No, I Hello? didn't. Oh, but... Oh, Jim. So... We lost him? Yeah, he'll come back, I'm sure. Here, I'll try to... Call I heard him. housekeeping, and then he was gone. I'll try to call him back. He pro- <laughs> probably muted his, his self again, which he seems to do a lot. Hey, did you uh, did you read about the pair of Alabama um, conservation enforcement officers came up with a perfect way for hunters to honor their loved ones? That uh, once somebody's cremated, they'll load the ashes into shotgun shells or um, bullets and give them back to you, and you can go hunting or whatever with your loved ones' ashes inside of the bullets. It was pretty expensive though, wasn't it? Eight hundred and fifty dollars 
For $850, one pound of ash will be loaded into 250 shotgun shells. I like the part. Uh, the that. same amount of ash will fill the bullets of 100 standard caliber centerfire rifle rounds or 250 pistol rounds. I like the part that says you should not eat the meat around the area where that bullet hit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wonder if that would screw up DNA in a murder investigation. Yeah, I that's, Man, that's, that's one, that's yeah, one they're way saying to... that you want to make sure that the animal dies fast so it doesn't get into the bloodstream. It's one way to get rid of a family member. But apparently uh, they opened up that business and... Um, Probably making a fortune. Yeah. I know Ed would. He's loaded into a machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, just everybody out there to know, the uh, machine gun shoot is this month in October this year. It's about two or three weeks away. It's called MachineShoot.com, Machine Gun Shoot. And uh, you can go there and uh, be a spectator, or you can rent machine guns, and uh, people from all over the western United States come with their, uh, with their machine guns and, and all kinds of crazy stuff. You want to see some machine guns, go online, you can see all that stuff. Yeah, he works there. Are you plugging that now instead of the Iron Warriors? Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you at the end of the show, but uh, for right now, the machine gun shoot. And we have cannons for sale and all kinds of stuff. So we're, uh, yeah. we're, I'm, I'm going to go walk buy walk a can in there and bring it back to California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, I'd get uh, far with that one. Hey, I, what is that, sir? That, that's my cannon. Right, right. Well, yeah, the yeah, I wonder how much these off. guys uh, would charge to make a cannonball with a loved one's ashes. You could put your whole loved well, one in it. They're made out of uh, bowling balls. You could blow it all in one wad. God. Yeah, exactly. Just spouse down range. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> the like places I've never been before. See ya, honey. Oh. All right. Well. Um. So, have you guys been watching the news at all about this stuff going on in New York at all? Uh, no, all I actually protests? haven't. All the protests? Yeah, the the protests, I guess. I haven't watched much about it. I know there's been a lot of talk in the news about it, but I guess... Wasn't uh, the article you sent, they they arrested how many people? 500 plus, I think. (laughs) Oh, God. And they're doing it on a bridge, right? Uh, That was only one of the many places, I guess. I guess it's all about this Occupy New York movement that has to do with, you know, whatever. Trying to make change through, you know, What's the protest? What are they protesting? Oh, I'm sure everything on Wall Street. So, you know, status of the country, all that. I haven't looked into it enough to, the Bart, to say. The BART incident in Oakland, that's what they're protesting. Well, I mean, and I guess the question comes down to is I mean, just, well, look at BART and that whole way, that whole deal that's going on there. You know, protesting, I don't have a problem with protesters or protesting as long as it's done legally. But the problem is, is I think people don't understand that there's actually rules and they have to follow them. And then they get mad and start, you know, squawking online about how, you know, the cops are being brutal and beating people up and doing all this kind of stuff. I think there's just not a lot of education for people there. And I guess the question is, how many protests have you guys been to? And, you know... Is it the protester that's usually the problem when you're faced with those situations, or is it something else? Is it? It's prof- professional agitators to come into the crowd. The anarchists that want to start a riot, they go in there and they start they start agitating the crowd in such a way it becomes an unlawful assembly. Right. If you look at the uh, if you look at the bar protest, um, the people that are arrested. They list how many people are actually from Oakland, right? Um, and the majority of people are from out of the area. The 
uh, they just come in. They're professional but the, protesters. Which, which, wait, 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 wait. Which part protest are we talking about? The shooting or this latest cell phone use issue? E- either of them. The shooting was a big one, but BART keeps stats now. When they go in and make mass arrest, whether it's for the cell phone thing or the shooting or whatever, they keep stats now as to when people are arrested, how many people are from from the um, Oakland, how many people they have several different stats we need to look that up but well most of these people are not from the local area right right they're coming in from other states even and and coming in and just uh raising havoc they're they're getting the riot inciting a riot yeah yeah and that's why when when police officers go to a riot situation you basically got to cut the head off the snake you got to find out which one is basically the instigator and because everybody else just starts following it's mob mentality right and, uh, you get, you got to take out the ringleader to try to get the rest of them calmed down so but there's people out there you you see it, it all it takes is somebody to start a mini riot and everybody else pretty soon they're breaking windows grabbing uh nikes and nice jackets and uh, half of them don't even know what the protest is about it's just a reason to riot that's how i get my new tv so so the big issue that I well okay so the people are there they've got you know we have all these well we have rules that we need to follow as law enforcement we're trying to protect protect the citizens that are there and the people that are being affected by it but I guess the question is is you know where do you where where does that line get drawn between letting people peacefully protest and then all of a sudden it's not peaceful anymore and you move in. Who makes that call? Is that the street cop that makes that call? Or is that some supervisor that's going to be there? Or, you know, what? who who makes those decisions when, when there's a riot situation like that? Or even not a riot, but just an unlawful, you know, situation like that. The it's usually a supervisor. Right. Yeah. So it's the street cop that goes into the middle of the brawl it's not usually well, they normally the have teams. I mean, you have training with crowd control and stuff, and you normally will have teams where, you know, you've got, like, the front line, you have your arrest team, and, you know, they're pretty much trained for that. And if a supervisor says, you know, move in, if it starts getting out of hand and they start moving in to make arrests, you'll have the front line grabbing people, throwing them behind them. You get your arrest pe- uh, team grabbing them and taking them down, and the front line's protecting them. So it's... It's not just grab and arrest, you know, for all the cops. They, they have their set duties. Right. But as you could tell from TV stuff, I mean, it could go to hell really, really fast. You know, if you start taking bottles and stuff, the, the cops may have to retreat a little bit. And, you know, you got that many people in New York protesting. If they all decided to go sideways on the cops, those those cops would be in some serious well, you trouble. Gotta, you got to – Take some time before the next show and and take a look at some of the videos that are being posted, and maybe we can give some opinions on what what we think's going on. I mean, it's armchair quarterbacking for all of us because we're not there and we have no idea what the details are. But you know, it, some of them are pretty interesting, to hmm. the least. But I don't know if they're going to be interesting in a good way or a bad way. But I would assume you know eventually the courts will figure that mess out. But in two weeks, we'll have to revisit this and uh, yeah. see how things are going. Well, and I'm sure they'll still be protesting. I've been the last thing I had heard about the New York protest is that they're getting they're, all the protesters are trying to uh, ramp up support for their cause. 
by going out and getting different organizations to join the, the protest. And the latest one that I heard was uh, that the U.S. Marines have decided that they're going to go in and protect the protesters from the police. And I hmm. thought to myself and said, that's probably not a good idea for anybody who's active duty. So, the Marines? Yes. Retired or active duty? I would assume it's retired. If it's active duty, I would assume they'd all get fired. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So I couldn't imagine that. Uh, that's not exactly what you want on your resume as a as an active duty military person is going up against local law enforcement. Right, right. But right. that being that's said, I mean, people have the right to protest. I don't, I don't fault them for they, go out and protest all you want. Just do it legally, and when people are asked to leave, you should probably leave, or you'll end up probably in a van or a bus, and you'll probably be sight released. So it's cool. Right. Enjoy. I don't know. There's a lot of talk about it on the internet, though. It's quite, quite impressive. Uh, I think, other than that, I do want to try to do a story at some point with all of us guys and I don't know who else about photography, cameras, video, and uh, how it relates. You know, basically this whole photographers or terrorists issue, which is people are getting arrested for just carrying cameras and taking pictures of buildings and doing stuff like that. So I just don't know. We covered that once before. Well, we did, but. I'd really like to try to find somebody, and I think I have the ability to do it now that might have ever been arrested, and maybe try mm. to get them on the show, and figure wow. out and try to figure out what they what you know what the deal is because we can. Well, I have a photography background, so I would assume I can muscle up one of these guys that would probably love to come on and talk to all of us about that. So that might be an interesting topic for a show down the road. Yeah, it's a pretty broad. Too, because now all the cell phones have cameras and movie cameras and right. all that kind of stuff. Everybody's got a camera attached to their hand somehow or another. Well, and I, I mean, I got to say, in the in the videos and stuff that I've seen, people go up and start videotaping the the actual interface with the officer. In most cases, it's with a security guard of some kind that might not have all the details on those rules and might be sort of part of the problem. Um, but, but I mean, I don't even know if I have all the details on those rules because I think it's so, you know, when you're on scene and you're dealing with that person, it, it matters what they're doing. You have to make that judgment at the time. I don't know, you know, in it's, that's another, you know, quarterbacking from the sidelines type of deal where you just don't know all the details of these people. I'd just like to find somebody who would actually, you know, come on and give their story and try to convince us why he's not an instigator, you know, as to, you know, what did you do? What did you do? What do you think you did wrong? Why did you get arrested? Why did you say it? Why, you know, why did they tell you you got arrested? That type of thing. Just be interesting yeah. to try to get to the bottom of that whole thing. I have a lot of people ask me about that. So, and I got to tell you, I've been on I've been on photo walks where you go out and you walk through places like Stanford. We went to one. We went to a couple other ones. You know, there's a lot of rules now about what you can and can't take pictures of. And, you know, a lot of these places don't get those rules out, and then you end up having to interface with somebody at those locations. Tripods are a big thing. You can't use a tripod in a lot of places, which is interesting. Yeah. Ed used to send me pictures from the church that he used to go to. Did he? Probably using using his tripod. Yeah. (laughs) So for for next show... So for next show, we can go over some of this other stuff. I mean, the with with the New York protests, and we'll come up with some other stuff going on. But I mean, is there well, anything else you guys want to? Yeah, next 
next show, because we're going to run out of time here, on the next show, um, that article about Oakland police officer videotapes killing a suspect. And more and more departments, including mine, are issuing cameras that the officer wears on his lapel. Wearable ones, which, yeah. Yeah. So we'll cover that next time also. I mean, that could be an officer's best friend or it could be, uh, you know, a nail in the coffin for an officer, too. So, hey, if you're doing well, your we'll, job, if you're doing your job well, it's probably your best friend. Yeah. So we'll um, do you have we'll, to wear those off duty? Yes. Damn. Are you worried about housekeeping, Jim? Housekeeping. Yeah, going to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is there anything else that anybody wants to drop in that they've heard? in the news or anything else did we answer any of the readers questions is there a question to answer no no questions and answers oh no that people probably thought we folded up shop because we haven't been on but uh no they were, we're gonna recovering. try to make this we're gonna try to make this regular again every two weeks and um hopefully we'll get our listeners back um the ones that the two that we had yeah well we might get the two that we had I'll start, uh, I'll start sending back out again to the Iron Warriors to see if they can pass along the friends and get some pictures generated again. Yeah, hey, Ed? <laughs> yes, sir. When you die, do you want your ashes put in 250 pistol rounds, 250 shotgun shells, or 100 uh, rifle rounds? Go for the cannonball. Cannonball. Actually, you know what? I, I better do the 250 rounds because I can go to that machine gun thing and I could <laughs> blow it out of the barrel in what 1.2 seconds or something and on that note yeah, I, think, uh, I think that's a good spot to stop yeah. <laughs> all right well we've I posted uh, we'll post this show up either tonight or tomorrow and then we will uh, I'll post the rest of those links in the videos in the notes other than that uh, and I guess what we'll website would that be uh, Brian uh, it's uh, JJ's jail that would be coptalk.info and uh, I guess I guess until uh, until two weeks we'll uh, We'll see everybody else. Well, hopefully we'll see everybody else then. They'll all hopefully come back. Hopefully. Tell your friends. Hey. Refresh yeah, your stay iTunes. Dry. Don't get swept away. And in the meantime, we, we are here, so people, send in your questions. If you send in a question uh, that you always wanted to ask a cop but might have been afraid to, uh, send it to us, and you get a free book. That is true. We still are doing the free book of your choice. Nineteen ninety five value. No, twenty nine ninety five value. Well, value is well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get it free. It's either valuable or not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, exactly. Well, until next time, um, take care and be safe. Thanks, Jim. Bye.